Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Salise, I made it out of Bangkok. Didn't get you. Didn't get me. It tried. It's, it's claimed a few in its day. Saw some uh, pictures that are being sent. Looks like some interesting bar, <laughs> bar situations. Some great bars. Very friendly bars around is, there in uh, Bangkok. It is a hell of a time. Yeah. yeah. Bangkok is uh, the old. Uh, the way I described it, it's just it's it's wild, man. Like the ladyboy bars. Saw some lady boys. There are a few of those. Yeah. Just going to leave it at that. Yeah. But um, it mm-hmm. is a special place. Was over there all week for the Asian Pacific Amateur. Where we stayed was about an hour and 20 minutes outside of that city. So I didn't get to explore too much throughout the week. Was too busy working. It's probably grinding. good. It was very good, actually. But we did go into the city Sunday night. Stayed at arguably one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed at in my life. Called the Mandarin Oriental. This thing was top notch. Gorgeous. Like, like I said, I believe it's a top five hotel in the world. Absolutely fantastic, but we got out on the town, bounced around, had a Michelin star food cart, I guess mm. you would call it. Yeah, tire they're company. The, they're on this right off the side of the street. Michelin stars got the signs around it. Been been Michelin star for like four or five years. They have one menu on the item. One, one item, item on, on the, the menu. menu. Sorry, like I said, I just got back from yeah, Bangkok. Your brain. Tired. One item on the menu. It was a soup, a pork soup. They hand okay. they hand roll the noodles for it, and it was one of the best things I've ever had in my life. It better be if you're whatever Michelin star restaurant, you got one thing. It better be pretty four of damn us. Damn good. We got we each got a small bowl, which was still huge, but four of us. Two hundred and forty baht, which comes out to about six bucks. God, it's incredible. For all there. of us, dude, all that stuff over there. I've heard about the bot for a while. I had some friends from Australia used to go play that one Asia tour back in the day, and they're like, dude, you show up there with one hundred dollar bill USD. You are king of the castle for a day you want to rent jet skis all day you got this person you got a chauffeur <laughs> he'll so drive dramatic. you around everything is like hundred dollars to do whatever you want meanwhile we we're over here on the jicks like sleeping three guys to a motel eight i was like yeah a little different over here we they loved it when i checked into the mandarin i got two hundred dollars i converted two hundred dollars over to bot it was about seventy two hundred bot went out went to about 10 different bars bought drinks for me a few others the entire night i mean we all chipped in here and there Felt like I spent probably five six hundred dollars. I had twenty five hundred bot left out of seventy two hundred. Mm. I spent like hundred and twenty dollars and had an amazing night. That's nice. That's nice. And you can just make it rain when you got thousand dollar bills. It's got to feel nice in the pocket. Here, here you go. Just here, you go. Here, here you go. Here you go. Here you the go. Next morning, I was just handing out hundred dollar yeah. bots like it was like hundred dollar bots. Dumb and dumber. Yeah. Was that three bucks? Yeah. Thirty three dollars and fifty cents. Awesome. Here you go. But, man, I was over there for that tournament. I got to give a huge shout-out to Augusta National, the Masters Tournament, and the RNA. They put this on. It's the 13th, 13th time the Asian Pacific Amateur has happened. This year, it was over in Amata Spring Country Club outside of, Tha- outside of Bangkok, Thailand. Harrison Crow from Australia was your champion. 21-year-old beat Bo Jin from China. Bo Jin, by the way, has played three Asian Pacific Amateurs. Never shot over par. Has an eighth, a third, and a second. Great plan. It doesn't good get enough you for a pat on the back. It is. I mean, to the to the victor go the spoils. Masters tournament, open championship, um, the the amateur over there. It's just incredible what they have done. They are truly growing the game. This is my second year covering it. The quality of golf is incredible. Um, the golf course was great. One of two floating greens in the entire world there mm, in Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene, shout out. Really cool. If you hit your shot. Get on a boat. Go over. Putt. Get on a boat. Come back. Tee off on the 18th. But it was such a fun event. Um, also saw maybe a future star in the game of golf. TK Chinano Wanawat, something like that. What was it? TK. Come Let's again? go by TK. TK. TK, 15-year-old from Thailand. He has actually played a live golf event. He's won on the Asian tour. 
Um, this kid's got it. 15 years old, has 117 mile an hour club head speed. He's not a very big fella. Mm-hmm. Makes Rio Ishikawa look bald. He's got some flow going on up there, man. It's glorious. Love it. But been b- being fit by Callaway since he was 11 years old. Yeah, normal so, shit. Yeah, talking to the rep over there that handles most of Asia. I was like, all right, TK comes in. Obviously, we know he's got game. He's 15 years old. But you work with tour guys. You work with TK. He goes, he's ready right now. Didn't he beat Tom Kim in the he did in the event that he won? He did. Yeah, he's doing okay. I mean, he's kid, at the ripe old age of 20, though. He's almost over the hill. But I followed him around for a couple of couple of days, and like he hit shots that you don't see. I don't know if you see any 15-year-olds hit. It was something special. And then last year was that Nakajima. Is it Nakajima? Kane and Nakajima. Yeah, he showed up at Augusta, the whole army. He looks like the next thing coming. So they're turning him out international-wise. But TK is 12th in the amateur world rankings. I mean, I don't know when he's going to turn pro. He says he wants to go to Stanford, which I'm pretty sure they they'll have get him. get in? I think they'll have him. Okay. But, man, it's so fun over there. I mean, we had our first guy ever from the country of Nepal make the cut. I mean, you got people from Jordan, Istanbul. Um, it's just – it's such a cool week. I told you, some of the kids, the only time they play on grass the entire year is that week. And they pay for them all to come over. So, like, Augusta some of these National, kids, you got to think they never yeah. – they've probably never left where they live. Yep. And now they're getting on a plane, flying over there, hitting on grass. Augusta and National and the RNA take care of the entire bill. Yeah, that's Fly sweet. over there, put you up. And they are just – they're so happy to be there. They don't care what they shoot. But in my opinion, like events like this, this is what grows the game. It's really cool to see. Yeah, that's a sweet event. Having a master's invite on the line, open championship. That's why you see like the, the time's crazy. So I didn't see any of it. I read about it. It seems like every year, back nine, leader has some issues because they're and kids mm-hmm. 15, 18, 19, whatever. Like this is for Augusta. This is for open championships. Some weird shit happens down the stretch. Over yeah, there. and Bo Jin, who plays at Oklahoma State, absolute stud. His brother actually won this tournament several years ago. And so Bo had been to Augusta. He caddied for him in the par mm. three. Bo Jin had a one-shot lead with two to play. Comes to the island green. Didn't hit a very good shot, but also caught a massive wind gust. Ended up dropping one in the water. Made double bogey. So the, the script flips. Now he's one back going into 18. And Harrison Crow hit probably one of the worst iron shots he's ever hit in the situation, but then one of the best chip shots I've ever seen. Saw that highlight and it was nasty. Got it up and down to win the Asian Pacific amateur. Yep. Congrats. Was planning on turning pro, maybe push that back. I think that one's going to get delayed a little bit. At least till April, at least till second week in April, but I'm back, you know, Thailand, 14 hour, 14 hour time zone difference. That's all just 14. It's normal, dude, but I'm here now. I'm ready to rock. we got one more week of fun left. Head to Nashville tonight. Justin Thomas's wedding. And then it's time to go into hibernation for a little bit. Yeah, a little de, uh, little, or detox. That's what I was looking for. My brain's a little, <laughs> my brain's a little messed <laughs> up too, dog. We also I had a week. I had a weekend. We also, yeah, Halloween took the Halloween kids out. Was large first time. My daughter knows what's going on. Her She's Palmer been sleeping got in it. her costume for about a week. <laughs> a little uh, Sky from Paw Patrol. We had at it. And by the way, shout out to the few. Uh, parents out there that they like set up outside like here's the candy for the kids they also had like margarita bars oh uh, we had one guy setting up manhattans like all kinds of stuff i'm telling you i was like doers on tap for the boys so but when you for say the parents out there i was like god god bless you when you say god you had to go you. take your kids out okay it wasn't all bad we were stumped by the end i was i was i was having more fun than <laughs> no stay awake kid we got a few more houses to go to that's awesome. Well, we got to give a big shout out. And by the way, you picked the winner of this week's yes, how about Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Seamus Power got the job done. He won by a stroke, 
but I think a lot of this tournament's gonna be remembered for Ben Griffin yeah. and the collapse he had. That was just that was tough to watch. That was tough. That's what makes those like kind of the off field events like sometimes they're fu- like fun. I know it's not the biggest names in the world, but here's Ben Griffin, kid that was working as a mortgage broker not that long ago. You know what I mean? Play golf, good player at North Carolina, turned pro. Was like, nope, go get a real job. Actually, this sucks. I hate this. I'm gonna go play golf again. And here he is leading, going in the back nine. That little stretch he had right when they turned back into the wind. The wind flipped mm-hmm. in. He just hit some loose ones. Which you see, he, he had been in that situation. He also had some good ones that didn't turn. Like I think the, the you know misjudged the wind a little bit too. Could have been better. Could have been tighter. He hit some loose ones, but he hit incredible pitch shots. He missed two, three, two or three yeah, five footers shorties. that really hurt him. And then on seventeen, the downwind short par five, he pulls his iron shot and ends up going into the water, which was a yeah. That's a I guess it's not the right club. You have to take that opportunity. Yeah, ends up making par there and made a good par on the last, but. Seamus Power picks up his second PGA Tour win. I feel like our first one in a while. First time we've picked one. Yeah, we've been. We're more football guys. Yeah, it's football season. We're obviously more football guys, of which we continue to stay hot. All right. Well, believe it or not, Doers is also rather popular over in Thailand, Slays. Of course. But what do Matthew Fitz, Cameron Smith, and Scotty Scheffler have in common with Doers' four-time Master Blender of the Year, Stephanie McLeod? They all are at the top of their game. In Stephanie's case, that means creating the new Doers' twelve-year-old. Double-aged and first-fill bourbon cast, the new Doer's 12 is smoother and richer with a profile full of fruit, vanilla, floral notes, and spice. It's earned a 94-point rating from Whiskey Cast, a 93-point rating from Whiskey Advocate, and four stars from Paul Packard of the Spirit Journal. It's proof of what you can do when you're a true champion of your craft. Try it, enjoy it, and please drink responsibly. It's now time for the Doer's Cheers Moment of the Week. Slays, what do you got this week? My Cheers Moment of the Week, I've been, like I said, Cold. Football gambling wise, other than the picks we make on here, it is all flipped. The gods are shining upon me, highlighted by the fact with the TCU cover last week. You were out of town. I don't know if you got to see it. The greasiest of all greasy covers at the end of that game. We're running out the clock. All we want to do is kill it, get to the end of the game. Fourth and two. What do we do? We're going to line up, try to draw them off sides. Maybe we run a play, maybe we don't. They jump off sides, free play, send it down the sideline, touchdown with virtually no time left to cover, cover the second half, by the way, which I also had. And that's when I was like, the gods, they've changed. Everything is flipped. From that point on, everything was winning for me. Scott Van Pelt does the bad beats every week, which is one of, one the of best. my favorite segments. The first two that he did this past week, they're t- terrible. TCU is number one. Uh, Utah first half was the other one. I was on the winning side of both of those. That's when you know the gods are with you. Shout out to the See, now you're gods. talking about it. I'm worried things might go cold again for you. I don't so care. I've at least had the joy. I never felt more alive than I did this weekend on my couch. I was like, I would love to see happening. you watch those bad beats. You're like, Hop, yep, got that one. Oh, I've had so got many that one. on the other side. I'm like, yep, that's the shittiest break of all time. This time I was on the first two on the good side. That's when I knew the tides had turned. So that's mine. All right. Well, my doers cheers moment of the week obviously goes out to the Asian Pacific Amateur, Augusta National, the RNA for all the great things they do. But also all the kids around the world that listen to golf subpar. So many of them came up to me, told me how big of a fan they are of our show, especially the kids from India, New Zealand. Mm. We're very big over in those parts. A little so road show to them. India, I actually, I actually do got to send out a little special gift to one of the guys from New Zealand. Told me he's tried to order. Obviously, we don't ship there, which I think we need to change that, by the way, because huh, we're huge. So shout out to all of them for coming up and saying how Get big Get his address, fans. fire something over yeah. to the kid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they're huge fans of golf subpar all around the world, and I just loved hearing it. And you made it through the week without any accidents on the course, poo poo wise. S- survived Which is Bangkok. Nice. You're getting all those sauces, dude. You never know. Thai red a, curry. Pack a few extras. It's delicious, but be careful. Hot and sweaty. Also, a lot of sauces. Mm. Dicey. Good job getting sauce, through that. Though. We made it back. And we also have another guest. 
who is making his return visit to Golf Subpar this week. The one, the only, Johnny Manziel. Here he is on Golf Subpar. All right, ladies and gents, college football royalty in the house. Heisman Trophy winner, A&M legend, gunslinger, up-and-coming, aspiring professional golfer, Johnny Manziel. Good to have you back. Buddy. Hey, good to be back, Episode fellas. two. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel. It is... Uh... It's been a while. It's good to see some familiar faces. Yeah, I actually haven't seen you in quite a while. Yeah. You know, I think last time we really spoke, you were starting your process of becoming a professional golfer. Where Where are we at right now with the golf game? You know, the golf game is somewhat in shambles. Um, <laughs> You're a real golfer now, dude. And, uh, I'm going through my first uh, really big slump, and it kind of got me to the point where, you know, I stepped away for a little bit. So I haven't. I've probably played four times in the last four or five months, maybe six months. But um, good news is I'm back in Scottsdale for the foreseeable future. Not too many trips planned, so we'll try to get back on that uh, on the grind. You were playing four or five days a week, I mean, for a while, like maybe more. I, and Weren't you? I mean, it was I was playing day. four or five days a week, or at least going at least to top golf at least one night. I was hitting balls almost five days a week. And now I come back, I take this little layoff. I've been playing this beautiful little fade all day everywhere for – Two, three years, I can't hit a fade. Welcome to golf, my mm -hmm. friend. I'm turning it over. I'm aiming right. I'm having to draw this thing. So I'm, uh, I just need to get back out here and work on it a little bit. That's I the mean, biggest thing. You got a lot of speed. You start drawing it, it's going to really get out there. But also, you might lose control. You yeah. might lose one or two. And I love the control. I love playing the cut and being able to control it. And I, I just got to get back to it. And I think I need to put some, some more time in than I have. But you know, it's therapeutic. I got I got to get back out for me and my life and just get out here and get on the golf course and get around guys like you guys. And, you know, we got a great network here in Scottsdale of people that play all the time, plenty of opportunities to do it. So, you know, this game has helped me so much that it's kind of like, you know, I want to continue on that and continue to try and, you know, make it a big part of my life. I mean, if you look at it this way, like, listen, it's football season. I mean, even the stars of the PGA Tour, they're they are laying low right now. They're, they're resting up. Yeah, That's what you do. You start amping it up back up in January around Kapalua. Mm -hmm. not, hey, I agree. You got to go get those. I don't know. Some of these early tournaments, though, you got to go get your points early. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you got to get on the board. <laughs> you played some tournaments last year, though, didn't you? You played Texas. Didn't they put you with, they put you with Tony? I they did. Put you with we, Romo, we, right? we were in that tournament together. Um, How was that? That was an interesting experience. I was really, really nervous going into it. Um, scrambled for double on the first hole, made about a 15-footer on the first hole. And, uh, you know, I kept it under 80. Very, very, mm -hmm. very happy about that because I don't think I would have ever lived that down for my dad. Um, but I think I shot like 80 matters. 78. 79, 78, people forget about that. Maybe. Like in a week, like it's done. You can't be brought up. And 80 lives forever. Screenshot, two years later, they send it. I like that you said how nervous you were. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you play in front of 100,000 people. I know it's not your sport, but just take us through like what the nerves were like compared to going out in front of 100,000 in front of a, at a football game. Yeah, no, it's it's not even a comparison, you know. It's um, you know, you can get in any situation in golf right now where you would feel like it would never be a big deal for you, you would be nervous anymore and cuz it's the same way. I mean, I really guess it is. It's not being your sport, not something you're comfortable with and all that you know, picking up and throwing a football for me is effortless. You know, getting over a golf ball the last mm -hmm. six, eight months has been a mental uh, mental hardship, I guess. So it's just about doing something naturally and something that you've practiced so much and done so much and, you know, having 20 people watch you tee off at the Texas State Open and Cascades of Tyler, Texas. You know, get your heart rate up and makes you snap hook one into the woods. We need to get yeah, you. Like Kyle Field. <clears throat> it's not. Yeah, we need to get different. you in the WM Phoenix Open Pro-Am on Wednesday. 
Oh yeah, you yeah. That's, do it? I mean, I would love to. That's just gonna be oh, yeah, uh, a shank fetish. Stand by. That'd be a good, a good way to wade into the water. You don't have to put a score next to your name. Yeah, no that's another different thing for you. It's like, all right, tons of dudes play at Texas Stadium. Tons of guys play jicks all over the place. Guess what happens if they play bad? It ain't the cover of golf you know magazines no twitter or golf week or people talking about it on the radio it's like you know like there's not huge galleries out there but people are following yeah, I, I think i need to take a positive away from it. it was fun to get in a tournament setting like that and and get out there and try and compete and try and grind it out i mean that that's why i've got so entangled into golf is because i've lost that competitive side with you know not having had football for so long and you know i can still find a way to maybe get 15 strokes from you and still make it fun throughout <laughs> the day you know I know you respect the best players in the world a lot, but like playing in a tournament, an actual tournament, does it maybe even give you more respect for the Justin Thomases, the Roy McIlroys, and guys like that I who mean, do it for I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, those guys are, you know, when you watch the football world and you see guys like Aaron Rodgers and you see these guys who are just Mahomes that are really just naturally talented and good at doing it, and then you put in that time to get to the point of where it's just so effortless. It is. It's fun to go watch Rory even and hit balls on the range on a PGA Tour clip throughout the week. Like, you know, I stay pretty, you know, glued into the PGA Tour throughout the uh, throughout the year and all the content they do and the the amount of skill and talent that those guys have. I mean, it really is you know off the charts. Well, you're around it here in Scottsdale. Like, you know, you got you got Ron, you got Max, you got a bunch of guys. I'm sure you played with all of them. Is there a guy you've you've played with now that you watch and you're like, damn, like just different appreciation from Yeah, TV. I got I got to play with Rom and Fino um in the same week. Mm. One at Silverleaf and one at Scottsdale National. And you know, other guys I played with, those guys are just on such a different level. Tony was the most fun to like actually go sit and you know, rode with him throughout the day and just watch that all the way through is mesmerizing i think it's his swings is so sick so tight and compact and just effortless almost he's the only dude that shakes your hand and you got the same size hand yeah. in golf yeah you don't got and you have these monsters That's when you what, wear a double xl glove yeah it's crazy and what size shoe like a 15. jesus it's gnarly yeah you shake his hand like what the, you're looking at him in the eye it's like it's like da da miss that's a tony's got that too though and that's part of the reason why it's bombs only taking it back to here that's he's uh, he, he's he's one of the he's one of the greats. I really enjoy being around him. What a solid dude! Mm -hmm. Don't get any nice. <laughs> it really doesn't. He's as nice as they come. And, he, and he, it, you're right. It's I, I tell people all the time one of the most impressive things I've seen in this game is Tony Finau one day at Whisperock shot 66 with 35 putts. He had five two putt birdies, all all four par fives, and then he drove it on the fourth. Two putt. I was like. Hmm. 66 with 35 putts. That was not hard. Not at all. <laughs> if you make anything, you shoot zero. Like getting to the par fives isn't the impressive part because like at that golf course, like yeah. they're designed to kind of get there, but they're not designed to be on the green. Like you no. can't hit the way they angle and then there's a tree in front of like number three and things like that. Like you can't be on the green. So to actually hit it on the surface, it, his ball striking is different. Different. No doubt about it. Let's What's talk your handicap right now though? Oh, Where are we at? Man. If you had to guess. If I had to guess, I would say I'm probably trending back up to around like a four or five. A couple times I've played... I've kept it in the 70s. I really haven't had like a big blowout round yet, but um, you know, I'm on the mission to get it back down to around like a zero where I felt like I'm shooting under par a little bit more. And yeah, I just want to feel more comfortable out there playing. Like I, I, I've just the struggle with the game of, of golf, like just going through that for the first time. You know, I've always, and before I got out here, you know, I'd only played a little bit when I was in Cleveland or, you know, maybe a handful of times when I was in college, but I just picked it up. And within a certain amount of time, it felt like I would get back into it and it'd be pretty effortless. Um, to be able to go out and play average golf, I guess, 
Um, and then to sit here and go to playing really well, what I thought in my mind was really well, and then struggle has just been just been disheartening. I think for the me last time my, we in played, my journey to pro golf, you were in that good slot last time we played. I yeah. think you shot like around par or something on a real golf course, real day. <laughs> On a real course, All that, you know. <laughs> on a real golf course, yeah, real golf. I mean, I like it wasn't like that. members tees up, soft, you know. It's real golf. So yeah, you got some fair. game. You got the speed, which is the biggest thing. That's something you can't teach. I'm very jealous. Yeah, Just don't, that you, flex, don't you flex over <laughs> here at me? Um, let's talk a little football, though. By the way, congratulations! You just got put in mm -hmm. the Texas A&M Hall of Fame. Thank you, great Thank honor. You. Awesome. A couple awesome. Hall of Famers sitting right here. No doubt, no doubt. We've done uh, a couple Texas legends, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm pending. I'm pending <laughs> approval. <laughs> Others I'm receiving pending. votes right now, dude. You know how it's all politics hey, it's, and bullshit. I, I don't want to get into hey, it. Others receiving votes is all you, you know, have to say. You got to go give the speech and all that shit. I'm but, not sure I'm really into it. But I'm I'm serious, though, I mean, that's a, that's a huge honor. I mean, to be get put in your college hall of fame. What was that moment like for you? It was awesome. You know, I got to go in with two teammates, Mike Evans and, and Luke Jokel. Uh, you know, the times that were A&M are times that, you know, people come up to me and talk about every day on the street or on the golf course or, you know, at dinner come up and, we talk about times that are A&M. You know, they definitely don't talk about the ones that were in Cleveland, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but a and such a special place to me and to, to go in with, you know, a guy like Mike, you know, a guy like Luke, a guy that blocked for me, a guy that say, and a guy like Mike who saved my butt a, a million times making some spectacular plays. So, um, you know, to be in that class with those guys and, and the rest, that school is just awesome. And when you go back down there, like for that, I mean, you're – the guy, Heisman Trophy winner, you got the twos everywhere. Like, is that coming back in time and, like, everyone just, you know, worships the ground you walk on? I mean, it's a, it's a great place uh, for me to go and just get a bunch of love. You know, I, I've been trying this year, and part of the reason kind of why I've been gone um, from Scottsdale is I've been back in, in Houston and College Station a lot trying to get back there. You know, I'm trying to do more with the school and um, – put some more on my plate and more on my schedule to go, you know, try and do some stuff with recruiting, try and do some stuff with, um, you know, speaking and, and boosting and doing some more stuff for the school, which I think I can have a big impact on. So, um, you know, I love it there. Um, I have a great setup and great people around me there. And, you know, unfortunately right now we are uh, struggling a little bit on the it's football side of down things. There right How are you feeling now? about Jimbo? I'm feeling great about Jimbo. And I know people are up in arms about it. And you can, I look at it in the ways of like, okay, you really going to go get that's that's better than that you know this isn't they didn't build alabama and what they're at right now overnight you know they, they went through some growing pains to be able to get there and you know honestly we haven't seen anything in college football like alabama i, I don't think you know usc had their run back in the day teams have had their mm -hmm. their runs texas but not, nothing like this so you know we play in a really hard conference you know obviously you don't want to drop one to appalachian state early mm. in the year everyone needs to stop scheduling them if you're going to schedule a bye schedule a bye i mean it's brutal you know that's that's one that you sit back as having been in that locker room and playing a little bit where you're like damn i don't know how you let that <laughs> one i don't know how you let that one happen but as far as jimbo goes you know i think it just takes time and i think you know you have to have a guy at the quarterback position that's going to make the whole thing run and if you sit there and you struggle and you go through a couple throughout the year, you know, this is where you end up. You know, we got a bunch of five, five star young kids now with this NIL money that's mm. it's making things a little bit different from what I'm hearing being around it a little more. You know, it's tough when you go give a kid a hundred thousand dollars at seventeen years old and, and he's some of these guys are making more than their position coaches. I you're think, and you're telling me that yeah. you know, they're gonna listen and and you know, be coachable and be on time to meetings and do stuff that you need to do to run a good program. And I think we're running into some of those early uh, 
early hardships of the NIL. And, and you're a guy that obviously, if this was around when you were playing, would have benefited substantially from this. But do you think it's good for these kids to come in and make the amounts of money they're making? I think college football has just turned into such a big market that, you know, it's absolutely fair in what they bring to the table and the money that they um, generate. You know, it's just getting bigger and bigger year by year, especially, you know, with how everything in sports is going up. These TV deals, X, Y, Z, it's just, it's just nonstop. So I'd much rather it go to the kids than anything to do with the NCAA. I know that. That's fair. Do you look back on it now and being like, God damn. If I could have been there, and I talking about making more than your position coaches, you've been making more than the head coach after that year. <laughs> no, I, that's dude. There's a kid. I think he signed with. I think he ended up going to Miami. He's nine million. Yeah, before he even stepped foot on campus. You tell me, you wouldn't have got that. You were the everything in college football it's, at the time. It's nuts. And I think another thing that's crazy is guys can just you know we've suspended a couple of players on our team this year who were five star guys who were recruited by everybody in the country, who says they just don't go take their NIL money from this school and hop right in the transfer portal yeah. and be out and take Quinn another yours. deal somewhere else. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's uh, I mean, it's almost free agency it, yeah. to, to the max, especially if you're established high school established and you're, uh, you know, a five star essential recruit. Do you think it slows down? Like it's the wild west right now. There's no cap. There's no nothing. These kids, like I said, the Miami kid can go get nine million. Does it chill out at some point? Do they have to? I don't or? know how you put this back. I don't know how you put how it you back. Put the or, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube for sure. I think it's just gonna keep keep being like this, and I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be harder for these head coaches to try and yeah. keep these guys in line. You know, I always thought that that was one great thing about you know the two coaches I had in college, Mike Sherman and Kevin Sumlin, like. Uh, they knew how to keep the guys from getting strained too far or whatever it was. You know, if you stay on them too hard or you practice too much or you're going through the two days and you don't have that one day where you take a break and do something or, you know, go bowling or go do something as a team activity that's different, these guys are just going to just gonna revolt. So it's going to be harder for you know, these coaches to keep these guys rounded up. I mean, college yeah, coach, impossible yeah. right now. I mean, you're, you're, you're a Miami guy. You like going down there. Imagine being 18 years old and having $9 million in your pocket running around South Beach. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> the cost of living down there for those kids and what they're going to be doing too—they're just going to be. You can go through nine million in a year. In Miami. Miami's the place. <laughs> Miami, LA. You could probably run through a clip of that. You sign up in Norman, it's going to be a little harder to run through nine million. Coach, yeah, I'm broke. Million. You got nine million. Coach, I'm broke. That's <laughs> it's week, and it's tax it's week, season. It's by week the way. three. What do you mean taxes? It's week three. Yeah. Oh my I mean, hopefully, I mean, on a real note, hopefully they are, you know, putting some people, you know, these big athletic departments have enough to hire somebody to come on and be yeah, able to help these guys. And really, hopefully they are because guys get to the NFL all the time. And when they get their money, they don't understand the taxes and that, that side of it and, and getting paid during the season and not getting paid during the off season and stuff always causes people big problems. So, you know, if anything, a positive will be, maybe they get people in there to the school to help them figure this out at an early age. They I, need have, to. I don't have an uncle named Sam. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. What do you mean they take half my shit? <laughs> what do you mean there's 40% less yeah. than they're supposed to be here? Yeah. What are you doing on the recruiting side, though? You said you're trying to help out with a &M. Are you getting involved in that? Like, um, Yeah, I think moving forward um, next year and going into the, into the spring a little bit, I'll you know find a more defined, little detailed role. But, you know, we've had this thing rolling recruiting-wise, you know, a number one sure. class last year and, you know, had a ton of big recruits this year. I don't think the season did us any favors, but – Three and four with uh, – I don't think we have any big ones, big, big ones left on the schedule. We'll just win our remaining of our SEC ones. I guess we'll go seven and four-ish. Well, I know you, you watch a lot of football. I mean, you're, you're a student of the game. we got a big one this weekend, Georgia-Tennessee. 
Give me your thoughts on that. Tennessee look like they're all the way back. I mean, the the what's his name? Four points. Hooker, H- Hooker I yeah. guess. Um, you know, he's got to be leading the Heisman race right now, and just the way he played against Alabama was was awesome. You know, it's always it's always nice to see the tide go down, especially. You know, they just got out. They just got beat, and what a what a wild game that was! So awesome. You know, going back and forth in the kick. I thought it was blocked, and then it sneaks over the upright. That's just that's uh, storybook stuff. And then the celebration on the field was just uh, glorious. Walking the goalpost out of the stadium, and just there's people sitting up on top of them, like six thousand people are carrying them. It was just legendary. But this weekend, Georgia reigning national champs, and and a Tennessee team that. Uh, they're here to play, man. They look really, really, really good. You know, I, I wonder what the spread is on this. It's got to be and a, eight, and eight and a hook. Georgia, yeah. Tennessee, give, getting, yeah. receiving. Well, I don't know how you stay away from that. You like the eight and a half? All right, there you heard it. I don't you know how you're staying away from that. They score every time they touch the ball. But to go beat, uh, I mean, the, obviously the scenario that everybody's kind of been talking about in college football a little bit is the SEC getting maybe yeah. like a couple teams into the maybe three at this point into the college football playoff, and that all starts this week. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgia takes down Tennessee. Tennessee takes down Bama. Then we got to see got a bunch of one Georgia, losses. Georgia, Bama with three one losses and one team that doesn't get into the SEC. SEC. It's, it's going to be a Then battle. it becomes that if you don't even win your division of your conference, how can you be in the play? You know, you run. You could potentially have run into the same thing with Ohio State. Who's the, Michigan, who's the, other, who's the other team that's actually a contender outside of the SEC that you think can win the well, national championship? Well, there's a team pretty fucking good. We have not lost the game. I'm not, I'm not mad at that answer. I'm not mad at You'd that answer. You'd have been such a good frog, too. Uh, Clemson I, unbeaten. Like, Clemson's getting done. You know. There's no team. I don't think Clemson, get, they TCU, wouldn't get in. Then you got Ohio State, Michigan. One of them's got to lose. Well, Michigan, they might be lose some players to jail. Michigan's we'll happening Michigan State. Michigan State going to lose some players, too. Whew, that jail. was ugly. And Man. then I guess USC, maybe? USC. I think they're L. To Utah, I don't think you can. Go, so you got one big, one, one big twelve one team, in the Pac-12. one ACC team, and two big. You got Ohio State. So we were yeah, yeah. So two I, Big Ten teams. Just because I, I the six team race. I don't know how this all works, but why in the absolute hell would you ever have two teams playing each other be going through the same tunnel? Like, what are we doing? Those old that's stadiums. Uh, Let me tell you how this is going to end. Less Not than good. ideal, and and <laughs> that poor Michigan dude got oh my stomped. god. Stop. Helmets taken off to the yeah, face. Yeah, I've, 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 it's been a while. I mean, there was a there's a couple times maybe like in some NFL stadiums where it's like that a, a little bit, but it's obviously so uh, definitely not as heated as that, but you have to walk by the other teams type of stuff. I've never seen that before in college like Rose like Bowl has it, these old stadiums that were designed like that, but like, can't you just get them to walk off at di- walk in and out at different, different times? times? Like you yeah. just, it's going to happen. Like, I mean, think about how hyped y'all are coming in and out of the tunnel. Like You see one of them. When you think it's about over. something like that, you always have to think back. The first thing, like a college football fight, I think of it comes to my mind is that uh, like Garrett Blunt walking oh, off the man. Boise, Boise State. Boise State. Yeah, he just socked nasty. the dude down here in Chandler too, and a youth—he's a coach of a youth team—and he socked a parent too. He's still throwing. That blood. guy's got a mean point. Do not talk <laughs> shit to dude. Garrett Blunt. He knocked the dude, the Boise dude. But here's out. the deal: you got you, say we do have our stadium, and one locker room's here, one locker room's here. You're going to be in the same tunnel, okay? Well, you you get ten minutes, you're out. Yeah, that's what I'm this saying. door is not opening until this tunnel is clear, <laughs> and then we go. Same thing coming back in. It's not that hard, especially for those two, Michigan, Michigan State. It's every year, like Devin Bush was a Devin Bush comes out and tears up the Spartan on you know midfield. It's like it's going to happen. Do you get any brawls at A and M? y'all involved in any scuffles? And uh, I don't th- I don't think anything like that. Um, 
I know probably the worst thing that's ever happened like on a football field is, you know, you get in some of the bottom of some of these piles and stuff and it's like, we played Arkansas and I remember being in the bottom of a pile and we're just absolutely dismantling them. And these three guys are like on top of me and they all just go and spit fucking in my face oh. at the bottom of this pile. You had oh. a visor at least though, didn't you? Uh, at, at, l- at least, but that yeah. only goes down to here. So it's on your mouth. You got to eat it. Just, just What else eat goes it. on down there? Like the eyes, I've heard eyes. You saw that guy, you saw definitely the eyes. The you eyes definitely get some eye poke. I, I guess, you know, you see that guy from nuts. Clemson's like pinching nuts and nuts stuff. Nuts gotta be mm. open season on that's nuts more the, That's there. more of the trenches type of, <laughs> yeah. that's more of the big boys that in, on the O-line and the D-line getting down like that, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes when this, when the ball comes loose and like two dudes at the same and then seven more, I'm like, what nope. on God's earth? Because no one knows who's got the ball. And it's basically just whoever, when the refs can peel them all off, whoever's got it, the shit that goes on down there got to be just punishable by death in a lot of countries. <laughs> it should be. It should be for give, sure. Give me your prediction NCAA champion. Ooh. Wow. No, I, I think it will be one of the three SEC teams. I don't think anybody will knock them yeah, off. Yeah, well, that's um, not what I asked. I need one. Wow. I can't go bad on all. I can. All three of them didn't sound as fun though. Why do I still like Alabama? Okay. History. I think they're in the West. I think they get a chance to go play Georgia in the SEC championship. If they win that game, they're in. So I mean, they they have the clearest path. You know, Tennessee's got to win, and and Georgia's then Georgia's got to hope, or Georgia wins and Tennessee hopes. So. It could be all hell could break loose if Tennessee it wins could. and then Alabama beats Tennessee. and then I feel God, like it's always know. like this, though, and then it somehow just shakes out. Like, oh, here's your four. And they get bailed out, more th- or less. I think the uh, I think one of the only years was the year that TCU yeah, was just got, on. We the, went from third to third. six. We won by 55. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's one. He's really let this go, it's by the way. By the way, you want to know how this We're talking college football playoff. I had to bring this one up. Thank you, John. You know how that affected my life? I was on the airplane to final stage of Q School. Game was dialed. Shit was pristine. I was ready to go walk away with this thing. On the plane, I'm sitting there. I'm like, it's, they're about to fuck us. Guarantee they're going to fuck us. <laughs> it happened on the plane. I went into this depression and never snapped out of it. Went down there, shot a grizz, went home, licked my you should Then we went and played Ole Miss. The, the you Land should sue the, the college football committee, the playoff committee. For, for my s- career? For $750 million, like seven, Patrick Reed. You know what? I'm going to be fair. It's more like 700 yeah, I don't think it's seven fifty. If I'm because they ruined seven hundred I mean, mil. You obviously would have cruised through final stage. I'm four or five majors at this point. I don't think anybody could dispute <laughs> no, no. that. Not at all. That's college football. Whoever scumbags were running it that that year. Get Poor involved. frogs, man. Poor frogs. <laughs> they got already planned. They're already scheming how they can keep us out this year if we happen to run it. I'm just right. prepared for it. Mentally. All right, so you're going Bama and college football. Let's go NFL because it seems wide open. Who's right good, now. dude? Yeah, that's what we we're that's well, what we we're talking about before we started. The Bills good? are good. We know that. Bills, we, we Chiefs the are Bills. Good. I mean, you got to put some respect on the Eagles. Yeah, I think it's hard not no. to. I think Jalen Hurts has won his last I ten I mean, regular I don't, I don't, season games. That's yeah, hard. He's to do. been he's been playing great. I w- I mean, guys played a lot of football too, though. Like I played a lot of college football to come into this situation and be able to get out and play like this. He's played. But well, I think you gotta. I think they're better than your boys. I, well, we did play well, them with Cooper Rush, which and I get. We we got beat. Dax looked pretty good. Did put forty nine on the powerhouse Bears. Powerhouse Bears. Powerhouse mm-hmm. Bears. Mm-hmm. But I think that that could be a battle come the end of the season when they got to play each other again. The weird thing that's going on right now is like that transition of uh, you know the quarterback position a little bit oh, from man. the you know transfer of power a little bit from the older guys down to the younger. You know, I, I can't for the life of me understand what's going on with like Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't understand they how see, you squander that guy with how good he is and 
just don't put any weapons around him to make him any better. And that's just blowing my mind. Tampa Bay is struggling right now, too. Hasn't he never, is this the stat, or maybe it's one, never had a first-round wideout no. on his roster? I don't think or so. Or maybe once. It's like he's I know never they had haven't a first-rounder as a wideout to throw to. It's brutal. That's crazy. I mean, and then they had Devontae, yeah. who's a monster, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can go. Go. Yeah, go ahead and take off. I don't blame him for being pissed. Like, dude, you want me to score points? Give me some dudes. It's hard. They get open. It's Give hard. me your thoughts, because I had a chance to be around him at the AT&T at Pebble. Josh Allen. He is just a monster. I uh, I was training in San Diego before um, I was getting ready to go to the draft, and they had this kid come out and work out one day. Um, we were there, and it was Josh. And my quarterback coach, George Whitfield, was like, this dude's a stud. And after watching him that day throwing you know, years ago, I'm like, okay, this kid can freaking sling it. He runs it so effortlessly for 235 pounds and bullies people. I like the way of football that he plays. You know, He plays a bully style of ball. Like He took off last night in the last game. I just watched against the Packers, and he's like spinning down the sideline. He's not, he's not scared to get his block completely knocked off. He's just – He's a mammoth. He's not afraid to throw a we stiff arm and throw a corner. But he throws ground. it so well too, though. That's the that's the thing that makes them so dangerous right now. Is Diggs is as good as you can, you know, want getting open one on one or when they are blitzing or when they're um, just making something happen out of nothing. And you look at Gabe Davis; it's there too. I mean, that's got to be the you know the team to beat in the in the AFC for sure. We were uh, we were finishing up golf and Jared. Jared Goff was actually teeing off, and Josh and him, they went and said hi to each other. And I was like, okay, here's Jared Goff, really good quarterback, and Josh Allen. They, The fact, if you would have said, just put those two against each other, be like, they play the same position. Be like, no, no yeah. chance. Now add me to the mix. What do you think I look like in that <laughs> NFL locker room? I watched Josh hit it in Tahoe, too, for the long time. I was like, tackle that. Like, that's a fucking man. No, he's a house. A, yeah. he, like, oh, my God. You break your head. I mean, I don't think there's any way possible it's not Bill's Chiefs AFC Championship. They, they, uh, AFC it's, seems it's, like that. That's really hard to not to not see that, you know, being the outcome. NFC uh, more open, probably. Eagles, boys, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I don't even know who's good anymore. It's like everyone just loses. Everyone's, like, sitting at, you know. Your Broncos just traded Chubb. We're right really we came good. In here. We're scoring a lot of points also. And he's trading the best Fun team to watch away. play the game. Let's ride. That's uh, that's waiting to ride, that, that's, Russ. I'm, I'm buckled up, dog. When do we take off? You guys have been buckled up. <laughs> Stop saying off-season. let's ride till the train starts moving, dude. So, uh, you know, that thing that just came out this week on uh, – Oh, the high knees. Yeah, the high knees oh, on the God, plane from, from Denver to London. Mm. Is, is He really helps uh, himself with it, he says. Someone needs to get him to stop talking. I just almost like it's like, oh, it's one of those things that like your publicist almost like says, like this is what people are wanting to hear. This is like what you need and like have to say, but it's so so goofy, man. So contrived. It's it's so goofy uh, just to hearing that. Just If I'm sitting and I'm flying on the plane to London, and I got this guy doing high <laughs> knees and push-ups, yeah. running oh. up and down the lane. He ran. They're like, they asked him something. He got over there. A, he said he doesn't get jet lagged. I was like, okay, so you're not a human being. He's kind of traveled enough to where his body doesn't. Yeah. And then he said he did rehab for four hours. He went through his whole flight. It's like a rehab for four hours. Then I watched two hours of film. Mm-hmm. Then I fell asleep for an hour. Then I watched more. I was like, so you you were doing high knees and stretch for four hours. Hey, bud, Who does rehab for Go to Thailand and come back and tell me you don't get jet lagged. <laughs> no, not like Russ, right dude. Now. He's too busy riding. No doubt. Broncos country, let's ride. That's a good one. That's an interesting. <laughs> do, you th- uh, do you think he has the same publicist as the live guys? You know, Taylor Gooch out there comparing it to a Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's, it's uh, way worse. It's way worse, <laughs> dude, than the fucking. I mean, shit. You can at least argue that. Like, yeah, they were hyped. You can, I mean, Russ, you can't do nothing. That's your boy, though. That's my guy. You were so pumped Sierra's when they husband. took him. I still am. Don't shut the door on him. I don't like him. as a, 
He's, Who's y'all's guy? Everything I don't like as an athlete. But if he wins us, if he wins us a ship, I'll get on. Who they just trade? Bradley Chubb. Yeah, dude. To Miami. Yeah. I bet he's happy. Yeah. For a couple first rounders and a running back. Obviously, uh, you know, I've been in the golf world too much. So this whole live, you know, PGA stuff. I mean, I'm sure you guys have beat the brakes off it. For we the haven't last, talked about it actually at all. Last, <laughs> last couple, the last little while, but it. It's, it's hard. You know, it's, it sucks kind of not getting to watch some of these guys anymore because I have been such a PGA guy forever. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's crazy seeing this back and forth and how much negativity is there around the whole thing. It's kind of it's, nuts. There's a lot of hate it's about it. It's just a line right here down the middle, and you're either this side or you're this side. No in between. I want to watch DJ rip some bombs still. I don't I mean, yeah. you know, I want to watch Brooks still play like every now and then. Like, I'm, I'm a PGA guy, man. I'm not. That's right. I just want to see yeah. all the best dudes play each other. I do. I, I don't do. want to see Mahomes and Josh Allen go to a different league. If you find a way to get them to play against each other, cool. But I just want the best talent under one roof, wherever it is. I think I think it's it's done some good. It's had to have done some good for the PGA and 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 bringing the guys. For yeah, sure. financially bringing the guys together a little bit more. They're protecting the the guy like the guys that fall like, to get their card. The non superstars with the guaranteed money now up front. You can't lose money basically now. Getting your tour card and having a nothing burger of a year. No, that's nice. So there has been some good. It's just we just don't get the best dudes to play against each other very well, often. I think we should talk about something that's going to be really fun to watch, yeah. and that's a little episode of Untold on Netflix that's going to be coming out about you. First off, when did this start? When like when did this all come about? And is it is it finished? No, um, still very much in the works right now. I started doing it probably a couple months ago. I went out to LA and pretty much just did like initial interview type of stuff. And I bet we'll we'll see it sometime around the end of next year. I bet oh. it'll probably take a year to to get done. They said probably like five to six months of just editing. So, uh, you know, being involved with the Netflix and the side of it, and just seeing these these kind of cameras and what you're doing with it, and kind of the whole interaction has been. Uh, it's been nuts, but I did get to bring them down to you know the Hall of Fame and, and College Station. Did get them to bring them around back to some places, Tyler and Kerrville, and bring them to you know show them a little bit around Texas. So um, you know I'm excited. You know it's gonna probably sometime throughout the year after they go back and interview everybody else that was kind of involved with the story. Um, then they'll come back down and do like a master interview and really get into everything about how other people kind of saw you know the rise, the fall, um, and, and everything in between. So you know, I'm kind of just Excited to tell the story, put a chapter behind, and just kind of move forward with life and not have to, you know, answer as many questions about it all the time as I kind of do. Is Drake going to make an appearance? We'll see, you know. That'd be sick. We're available if you need us, too. Yeah, big. you're used to these big camera. Look at that camera right there. You ever seen anything like that? Netflix got one of them? <laughs> Doubt it. You're, it's, you're uh, it's I had a real question. Uh, does it go back to, like, we had you on, what was it, dude, a year plus ago, right? And you came in and you talked. That was right when we got to know each other. We're playing golf, and like you came in, like you can ask me anything. We went through the whole A and M shit, which I thought to this day, when people ask me what's your favorite interview, you're, I mentioned you. I saw every that time. the other day. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm serious about it though. I'm like, dude, to get the behind the scenes look, young kid, small town Texas, more or less, legend comes up, and then all of a sudden, overnight, like household name, and all the shit is being thrown at him. You telling me, name me a kid at that age that's gonna handle all that real well, and I like said before like there was no blame you didn't you know it was this guy's fault or i blame this guy you owned all of it but what we didn't get into in that show was like your high school days which i've heard the stories from people from down there like your your high school career was you know a thing of legend you guys get into that in the show yep. yeah we did we're gonna get into to is that cool for you to kind of go back to that and like talk you went back to your hometown yeah i did i got to bring him to a football Sick. game too and stuff and really get a chance i got in my hall of, hall of fame at uh, my high school as well so i took him down there for that and 
you know, it is cool to see just how, you know, I, I still feel to this day like I got a chance to live you know, a wild life, almost yeah. everything that I kind of wanted to do in such a short span of time. So to go back to that small town in the hill country and go back and see, you know, 12 years ago where it was when that started to where it is now, it's just what a ride. You know, sometimes you don't even feel like you're going to make it out of a small town like that. And then to do do all of it's uh, it's legendary. So you know, I just want this to tell the story, you know, the good, the bad, the, you know, the, the stuff that's that's hilarious that a lot of people not didn't even get to know about. And you know, I think I got a great platform to be able to do it on. Have you guys seen some of the other untolds? Oh, yeah. We're just talking about it. I think so they do the best job. I started um, reaching out. I, they'd reached out to me, and people have been trying to get to do this for a couple of years. But after I watched the Marty Fish, yeah, that's pretty much what made me uh, – want to do it why because they told his story like from his like what all he was going through like more than there was on the surface yeah i I just i just liked everything about it you know i I liked um you know i liked his trials and tribulations and how he you know grinded back to be able to you know the erotic i thought the erotic stuff and everything throughout it was just so cool the way they told the story and they let see that perspective of it was you know i think what intrigued me the most and the guys who are doing my documentary or uh the guys who are doing the ones who filmed the Manti Teo one as well, oh, which cool. was, that was super, really which was awesome. I watched that one, um, the flagrant foul about the NBA ref, which mm-hmm. is yeah, terrifying was, if you bet on NBA basketball. Yep. That's why I've been losing game. for so many years. It is. But we, we actually had Marty on here after his untold came out. It's really good. You're right. I've known Marty for a while, but they do a great job. Yeah, I haven't got to meet him yet. He seems he seems like a like a good solid golfer. dude. He can good. swing it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he a lefty. Huh? Yeah, he's a lefty. Yeah, lefty. Can swing it. Um, Man, that's gonna be. I, I can't wait for it to come. Out. I, I was kind of hoping it was gonna be. Earlier I was than, I uh, was thinking like hopefully next year. first quarter twenty three. We didn't get started till late, so is yours two parts? That's what that's, that's what a, we're that talking means it's about a right now. Juicy one. If that's what we're talking parts, about right that's now. That's a long one. Kind of just uh, depending on what they get and how much film and whatever it is if they chop it up into two or not. Right now, for the people like you know, you came on our show, told a lot about the stuff. I'm sure some of that will be in the show. But people that don't know the like behind the scenes of Johnny Manziel, what do you think they learn after seeing this? That they or how might it change their perception of you? Ooh, that's a that's it is a great question you know I, I don't really know I think people are going to see the um the, just the chaos and the and the hecticness of you know what 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 life was like during um during that time at A&M into the draft and you know it all happened so fast from you know overnight celebrity status to um you know the NFL to you know to everything after it just all seems like it happened so fast so I think people will have a better understanding for what it for what it really was and you know the things some things that I struggle with is a, is a young kid in a different age in the world right now you know I think we are in a different era and a different place than we were when you guys were growing up or even when I was growing up you know things are just different you know social media and all this stuff runs um, runs the world right now it also runs the way you think and the way you um, think about yourself and the way you interact with, you know, just moving forward with life. And you know, I think um, that aspect of it will open a lot of people's eyes too. Has A&M said it, like when you brought the cameras down there for the Hall of Fame, are they like involved at all in being like, hey, don't say too, just, I mean, I don't know what's going on down there. But no, like, they're, uh, they're, they're all about it. They're super, super supportive of it. And, you know, I don't think there's, you know, it's going to be a hard time. You know, I've interviewed my dad. It's going to, it's going to be tough for them to not get, uh, you know, the full raw unedited version of. Yes. Paul Manziel, so he's gonna he's he's already let it rip. I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> what did you think when your pops got over? You're like, oh shit, here we go, Papa. He he just the second it was over, like we're sitting on the back patio talking, and he's just like, I let him have it. I'm like, oh. 
That's awesome. I can't wait. He just, he just can't help himself. He's he's just he's feels some type of way about you know the past. I guess just how about A and M or just everything. I, I think more just about like the A and M stuff and and stuff that happened. Uh, you know, just with Coach Someone and really and A and M in general. You know, I think they what we talk about in this is you know they saw a huge window of opportunity for them as far as getting notoriety and publicity and building a new stadium and and building a lot of off um our 2012 year and then to go into the 2013 you know there were some things that happened at a&m just put me in situations as a young kid with different interviews and different certain things that probably should have never happened and you know let a lot of people into our life back in the day that you know really didn't benefit anybody but a&M at the end of the day you know it was it was harder on us and, and you know my uh my dad wished they would have done a little bit more to protect me back then you know I was fed to the wolves um at an early age and it's tough when it's coming from in-house sometimes no doubt well it's gonna be a it's, lot of fun to I'm watch I can't wait for it to come it. out because those untold I'm glad you wait I'm sure you've got every opportunity to do a million different documentaries getting the right people to do it I think these guys do what do they have two seasons so far it's they're awesome. Yeah, ESPN's not doing the thirty for thirty as much as they were yeah. anymore. Really, it's kind of shifted to to this. And you know, I I wanted it to be. I never wanted to make this big deal about it, where it's its own documentary on its own and its own thing. You know, I never minded it being a. Uh, Our sets falling up. This, this is Halloween. This, Netflix. This bro. is a really high budget. <laughs> scotch tape up there. The hell just happened? Our budget's down, dude. You know, the oh, inflation, are, all that shit. Our pets' heads are falling off. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. See, what, it just fucking broke. <laughs> God. I mean, what Mark! a goddamn disaster God this damn it, is. Mark. Ruining the whole show. Yeah, hold that off.com. There you go. There's a great picture. There you go. Um, <laughs> only the best. But i tell you what, though. We got yours coming out now. Now we need Anthony Kim untold. Oh, man, I would love it. I would love nothing more than to really hear about that back in the day. I've... Bits and pieces and rumors of just spending a lot of time in Dallas. You guys are kind of like similar monsters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone wants to know. They kind of know you were this huge flash. And then, like, it's like people want all the content around you. What's he doing? Where yeah, is he, he? He really went dark, too, man. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he, like, he fell, he fell off. Vanished. You know, I've still stayed a little bit in the, in the spotlight a little bit here and there. You know, his... His will be unbelievable because that guy was a legend. Dude. Somebody's got to be doing it or do it. Just It's uh yeah. yeah. It's going to be whatever. If it, if whoever's doing it, whenever it's going to get done, it's going to be awesome. Just like this one is. I agree. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then now it. that this, once this gets behind you, it's back road to the PGA tour. It's probably going to be something like that, you know, <laughs> then you do <laughs> a doc on that. If it's not, uh, if it's not road back to the PGA tour, um, road to the club championship, find something else to maybe do in the, in the, in the golf space. I'm having, uh, having too much fun still being on the course and doing some things and, you know, I've been talking to DJ a lot about doing some more content stuff and and really, you know, finding a way to do some different stuff with Cactus Hack and and be involved in the game more and more and more. You know, as my time here, that's what I want to do when I'm here. You know, so I guess I'll see you guys at the. You Rock always eventually. have a home here at Subpar. You know that. No doubt. Anytime, no, I appreciate you guys having me back. It's always a good anytime. time to come and chop it up. It's you know, good. to be a reoccurring guest on here. I guess I can come back on another year and see uh, see a little reaction after the documentary. Yes, oh, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Always 100%. good to catch up with you, my man. Buddy, appreciate thank it. You. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate thank both you, boys. All right. Well, that was our man, Johnny Manziel, joining us on Golf Subpar. Dude seems to be in a really good spot in his life. It's always fun to talk some football with him, but 
Um, I don't think he's quite going through the process of becoming a professional golfer the way we thought he might. Taking a detour. Yeah. Well, Slump. The road to the PGA Tour is not a straight line, as we all <laughs> well know. Sometimes you zig, sometimes you zag. I think he's zagging a little bit right now, but he'll be back. Not playing a lot of golf currently, but dude... The Untold, I think, is going to be awesome. Yes. They do, in my opinion, there's a lot of documentary series and stuff out there. The 30 for 30s are good, right? There's a lot of them. I think Untold, from the ones that I've seen, the Manti, Marty Fish, you can go down the list. Even some of the ones where I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this is about, like the, the boat racing one. They do an awesome job with those. They're going to do a really good job with his. And I feel like we kind of, the first time we had Johnny on, got like the Untold before the Untold. You know what I mean? Going through his whole time, A&M beating Bama, how his life changed after that. It's going to be, I think, this has been a long time coming, I feel like. I think Netflix will make more off of it than we did. I think, yeah, you think? Just a little bit. Yeah, possibly. But you're right, they do a great job. This will be a very popular one. I think, yeah. He's he's like that Anthony Kim type. He, like, exactly. We, we want to know more about this guy. Exactly. For a long time there, he was kind of like a mystery. Like, where's Johnny? Wherever. That was around the time we had him on here. Now he's a little more visible uh, out in the public. But, like, people want to know, like, that era at a and I mean, that was, that was Johnny's season. Like it was the life he lived, any young kid living that life, you're probably going to do some things. Probably not going to make some of the best decisions in your life. All right. Well, let's get to some picks this week. It's your major, Mayakoba. This is the biggest event outside of the major your championships. One All the grades have played at Mayakoba. Yes, That's what people say. I don't say that. That's what other people say. You're right. If you haven't played at Mayakoba, there's something missing on your resume. Well, there's a man named Victor Hovland who's hmm. gone back to back down at Mayakoba. Not the betting favorite. Actually, Scotty Scheffler is yeah. the tournament favorite, which he's world number two, so it makes sense. Hard to bet against Victor around this place this week. But as far as my favorite, I'm going for a guy with some nice value, in my opinion. This time of year, down there, it's the rainy season in Cancun. And this golf course changed a lot from when they moved it from February to November. It plays long. It plays soft. So it also plays a little wider. So I think you got a little bit of room off, off the tee. I think it's a ball strikers golf course. I'm going Tony Finau at 16 to 1. I like that. Tony, good in tropical environments uh, throughout his career as well. So getting down to Mike Coba. I'm going a little further down the list. I don't know if you would call him a favorite. He's going off at 27 to 1, but I really like where he's playing right now, the way he's playing right now. Tom Hoagie. All right, Ooh. started off this year, four events, has not finished worse than 13th in his four starts. He's one of the best iron players on the PJ Tour. Not the longest guy, but like you said, this is more like. Hit it in grass, hit, keep it in the fairway, knock it on the green. His putter comes and goes, but I feel like he used to be one of the streakiest players on tour. You see some stretches like this for you know the beginning of the year, then he might go away for a while, then it might come back. It was streaky. Now it's like the guy hardly has a bad week. Was damn near on the Presidents Cup team. I think this is a place uh, Hoagie could do really well. Twenty-seven to one. I, I'll go out on a limb and say twenty-seven to one is the worst odds we've have ever for given a for yeah. a favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's normally what I mean. The favorites are typically around. What's what's Scotty this week? Nine to one. Nine, nine, yeah. ten is kind of ballpark, and then sometimes you get twelve. Yeah, all well, right. That's probably further down the list. I'm going for my dark horse. Mm -hmm. This place is very, very nice, and this guy likes very nice things. Oh, I know where you're going. He's going off at fifty to one. A lot of people don't know his name. He, sometimes he goes by Jeff. Sometimes by Keith. Mm -hmm. Sometimes by Kevin. You never know. Keith Mitchell, fifty to one. Also, most likely guy to miss his tea time for getting a massage. <laughs> the spa they're gonna be he's gonna be it's on a nice first. spa it's an incredible spa uh he's gonna be on a first name basis with all of the the pamperers you got three choices there the fairmont which is nice but then you got the banyan tree which is nicer and then you got the rosewood which is even nicer these places are so sick i, I always love this tournament yeah i showed up my day i was like yeah i'm a check-in player need the player right I was expecting it to be super reduced like oh okay yeah good to have you 750 a night and i was like 
Uh, no, no, no. I think you. That's why you understood me. Grand. Uh, player rate, and they're like, "Yeah, thank God, Chad Campbell was behind me, and he could see me like stressing on this shit." And he's like, "Hey, bud, we got one down in Playa. It's like two hundred bucks a night. Come down here, we're taking this shuttle right now." I was like, "God bless you." That's there why you I had to take the money, dude. You know, I get it. You get it. Money controls everything. Cash rules everything around me. My long shot, no surprise. Guy got us on the board last week for the winner's circle. I'm gonna go back with Seamus Power, forty-one to one. Feeling good about his game. Great. Player in the wind, if we can get some breeze down there. But, I mean, shit, running hot. Is it still going up 41 to 1? It's a nice price for a guy that just come off a dub. I think I saw an interesting stat with Rory McIlroy winning the CJ Cup and Seamus Power winning in Bermuda. Yeah. First time ever Irish players have won back to back. Back to on the back. PGA Tour. Different Irishmen. Yeah, different Irishmen. Winning. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a nice little stat. So you're going to Ireland three in a row. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I mean, 41 to 1. We got to go down there and fish around a bit. Kid just won. Feeling pretty good. I'll take Seamus. Try to go back to back. All right. Well, now it's time to get on to what we really know. Thank Football. God. Finally. All right. This is going to be fun. What do you got? I already know. I, just because you, you know. just said that. Guaranteed. Number seven in the there rankings. TCU Horned Frogs going up against Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Red Raiders are catching nine and a half. Put your guns up. Oh, my Texas God. Tech. Here we go. <laughs> so much hate. The jealousy. You can feel it running through. It's, you stole right. my coach. I'm pissed you off. You know what I mean? We got Big Noon coming down. All the big names. The stars will be out. Amon G. Card will be rocking. You can catch your nine and a half. All we do is cover last week. Okay. You know what I mean? All yeah. we do is cover. I, I respect the pick. It's going to lose, but I respect it. I'm going for the game of the week, though, dude. I got oh. we got Georgia, Tennessee. I mean, hello. Wow. One Line them up. Uh, Tennessee catching some pretty serious juice here. But How I'm many going, are they getting? I think eight and a half, which seems like a lot for a team scoring about 50 every time they step on the field. I am going, though, to the over-under, which is 65 and a half. I'm going to take the under because I think if you're playing Tennessee, you don't want to get in a shootout. Bam already did it. Didn't work out well. I think the only way to beat them, slow down, limit the time, amount of times they get the ball. Georgia, arguably the best defense in the country. Run the rock, slow it down, keep them off the field. I got to go. I don't see Georgia getting in too many shootouts on both sides. Sometimes they just steamroll people, but it doesn't go back and forth. I'm going to take under 65 and a hook to stay hot. By the way, I, I like to play. You know, I, I know our good friend Hayden Wood has had to do some fun things since TCU beat Oklahoma State. Yes. I was over in Thailand. We were having a few cocktails, drinking, mm -hmm. looking at football, getting ready to go. Lady boy. And I was, Lady I was, boy I was in a good spot, and yeah. I was looking at the odds, and I was like, God, the Pokes have got to bounce back. I was like, I love Oklahoma State. You took them? I told, no, I told everybody at the uh, hotel. I was like, I'll take Oklahoma State. Okay. Woke up the next morning, 48 nothing. Hayden Wood, pff, get your team together. That's embarrassing. It's over State. before it started. They're good, by the way, and their backup quarterback looks like he came in. I was like, oh, we're going to steamroll this kid. He looked like Peyton Manning, just a big, slow dude that throws seeds. Um, that thing was toast before the second quarter started. I was shocked by that, too. Kansas State, good. Don't sleep on them. All right, make sure you go to the golf.com pro shop. That's proshop.golf.com. Get you right in there to that birdie juice gear. Type in birdie juice 15, get 15% off all the birdie juice gear. No better time than now. Holiday season. Take care of the ones you love with a little birdie juice. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar.